on the seventh day, God created the right man and said, go forth with your full head of hair, my son. So church on a Sunday, as Righty will be preaching the good word of football any given Monday. Just have to quickly mention our major sponsor because we forgot to plug them on the podcast with Bergs here today, but it is matesmerchandise.com, which is M-A-A-A-T-E-S merchandise.com. They are centered around the original double plugger, but they sell other, other apparel um, originally designed for percentages of the sales to go towards foundations like Mates for Mates, helping out mental illness within the workspace. If you're like me and you've got two feet and about 12 inches between them, then head over there, support them who support us, hit the promo code AGM for 10% off, matesmerchandise.com. Go on. Hello. <laughs> Boys, how's it going? Good, good, good. good. How is everyone? A bit, uh, it's a bit uh, like, uh, you know, you feel a bit... Um, overcome with joy when a rugby league piece of royalty comes to our little <laughs> podcast we started off the year fucking hot oh, yeah, yeah yeah red hot how <laughs> was it the best co- the best guest we had last year was sauce the worst was pace <laughs> last year <laughs> now we're just flying I, I feel like from the previous podcast i didn't get enough of an impression of how impressive dane's haircut is <laughs> <laughs> it's getting there Did level get level one redone though yeah 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 well i Got to a point where everyone was paying me out about it. So I'm like, that's just more of a reason to, to keep running it. And my mum hates it. And I've just moved back in with mum. And before I moved back in with her, she said, you can't, you're not moving back in with that. Yeah. I was like, well, I fucking am. So have a look at it now. <laughs> I was just like, I'll run it for a couple of weeks and see how dirty it can get. So and you're out of the apartment. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. Just I'm saving cash. Yeah, well, my housemate's buying a joint. So we had to get rid of that lease, but... I'll just be back at home temporary, but... Man, if those, be, if those apartment walls could talk, holy shit. Oh, fucking oath. There'd be some dirty stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard not being able to just stumble home drunk after every game or yeah. training or... Oh, well, right, then, should we introduce the guest? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are great people in the world. <laughs> this man, some refer to him as the Latin Heat Godfather. Some refer to him... As rugby league's version of Nelson Mandela, Mr. Robert Bergen. Hello, Bergs. How are you? Good, mate. Some people refer to me as redheaded rat rooter yeah. as well, so we could have balanced that out. We haven't got enough time to list everyone's nickname. Okay. <laughs> so, you've been over in South America doing a lot of work with Brazil rugby league. Give you just give the people who don't know, which probably only be about five, because you've got a profile similar to my own in the social media community. <laughs> just explain to them Latin, what the actual Latin heat is and how you came about to forming it and all that. Give a brief rundown. Yeah, okay. So the, the quickest way possible probably is that uh, I used to work for Queensland Rugby League for four years, 2004, 2008. And when I was there, I saw a couple of people with South American heritage come through the system that didn't have a, a pathway to play in an international footy. Yep. And actually, when I was a younger kid, my best mate at primary school was an Argentinian kid. And we used to watch soccer together and used to watch rugby union together. And like the atmosphere at his parents' place is crazy. Look good. You know, they used to always cheer for everything. And 
um, have great food and music. Like just when they watch it on TV. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, the food was amazing. That was probably the main thing that got me into it. And then mm. I thought, well, why don't they play like my favorite game, which is rugby league? So ever since I was a little kid, I thought, why don't South Americans play rugby league? And then when I was at QRL, I guess I saw some evidence that there were people out there. And then when I went to travel Latin America, I just I loved it and showed videos, YouTube videos to people. And then I thought, oh, you know, there's, here's a guy in a hut in Brazil watching Petro Sivanaciva smash someone. I reckon it can work, you know, so give it a go. The way it's grown, like I remember calling on the live stream the first game when you had some blokes who didn't hadn't played much footy, some who were more experienced, and you played the Philippines who, a lot of expat uh, boys, and were quite experienced, led by um, Paul Sheedy, who had played some Super 15 rugby and had played a few games for the Storm. Yeah. And also had played residents while representing Norse. So they had Sheeds, they had like Res Phillips who played copious amounts of Q Cup games. Uh, I think they had uh, Michael Gordon's brother. Yep. Yeah, yep. he played. Um, uh, uh, Gonzalez, whose dad had played for Penrith. Yeah, yeah Penrith <laughs> yeah. and the Coast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Benny G- Gonzalez. So they had a lot of like blokes that had played, were playing, currently playing a lot actively in club scenes and at some solid levels of footy where you boys, and you've got beat by over 100 points, but that yeah. should be expected on, you know, when you're barely figuring out positions for blokes and that. Now it's it progressed. And before that point, Bergs, were you, you were like, fuck it, I want to take this game over to them and start something up with, with over there, right? Yeah. Was there anyone at the time doing that or were you just, you were the you were creating the blueprint? Um, so 2004, there was some police, ga- I think it was Australian police played Argentina in a two-test series. And then oh, pretty good. it just disappeared. Like there was no rugby league activity after that. And that, that two-game series was off the back of Taz Batiri running it. And there's, yeah, there's 110,000 rugby union players in Argentina. So you think... There's got to be some rugby league players there, and there, you know there definitely is across the continent if you you look at the ability. And and we're finding now with Brazil actually a lot of good players coming from touch. They play a lot more direct than the union guys, which helps them out a lot. And yeah. now you've developed into that sort of broken up a bit into individual nations like Brazil, El Salvador, uh, Uruguay. Uh, who was Colombia with a lot of white Colombian guys last time I saw him play. Um, very white <laughs> Colombian guys. Um, yeah. Controversial not, statement. Not, not dirty was the all. one that opened up the uh, eligibility first, though. Maybe <laughs> it came back to bite them. Yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> but we're looking at having uh, Uruguay looking at playing a few games. I've been in a bit of communicado. Yeah. They're looking to play three games after the domestic club season. So I've just got to have a bit of a phone hook up with a few people and work out uh, what we're going to do and probably off to Campbelltown or somewhere nice like that. Yeah, I was talking to Johnny Blanco this morning, actually. Johnny Blanco, yeah, love he, the guy. I invited yeah. him to uh, – Johnny Blanco is about 55 and in horrible nick, but he's played a lot of rugby <laughs> and he played for Uruguay and this man played with heart. Like, yeah. you know, there was – He'd done his calf at one stage. I didn't realise this. I tried to send him back on. He was hobbling back up the sideline to go back on. I had to go, red flag, come back, champ. I can't let you go back out there. But he really tore in. He said he's he's real keen to represent Uruguay again down yeah, south. He said to me he's flying back. He, he did, I think it's you know during the middle of this week or something, and he's over there for three weeks. So perfect opportunity for him to get something happening on the ground over there. Yeah, nice. And I know with uh, Adam 
who was running the show, he was real keen. That was what he priority wanted to be, which is hard at the moment because we're still trying to establish it here. But you know, but that's good getting a foot in the door somewhere. And you're with um, the Falcons again this year. Yeah. So yeah. just with uh, the under twenties doing the management. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm actually I'm managing eight different teams. So Falcons is probably they're the main one though. Yeah. yeah. It takes probably sixteen hours or a week. Like but that. like, and then other teams in the Sunny Coast Comp. No, um, yeah, so like Latin Heat oh, teams okay, and that. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got eight teams at the moment because we've got Cabramatta Nines and then straight into three weeks after that, we've got Brazil men play Peru and then our Latin America under-16s and under-18s both play. Yeah. And I'm sort of like the one with the contact book for everyone, so I end up chasing them all up, yeah. A lot of hours. Um, whereabouts, like a nightmare. Are, whereabouts are they playing that game, the, um, the 13 aside game? Uh, that'll be at Wiminda Oval, East Campbelltown. Yeah, nice. Nothing yeah. like a good trip to Campbelltown. Always, you know, <laughs> top off your trip to Sydney, yeah. people. So if you're ever looking for a place to go, head out west, the Golden West. Yeah. Pack, pack your Kevlars, am I <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, he's four picture posts again, man. Yeah. Like this one that contained me and two of them. And one, I was fucking just shirtless with thing. I was like, fucking hell. It's usually either one of us and then Manly Sea, Manly sea Eagles always, bro. I always I look forward to look, seeing what he's going to put up. Well, I had to look after Mark Offerdale. <laughs> I saw he was wearing a bit of a verbal I was joust. Say, class, no man. looking after him now. I'm off him. Yeah, that, like, that verbal joust is getting more and more. I, I rang him today and I go, bro, I go, if you're going to keep doing it, keep, do it so us West boys can all see it, you know, like yeah. do it on something. He was into it and, oh, I was He's at home and Freddie sent the message and I was like, oh, fuck, here it is. Yeah. We're going to have to get stuck into him. So now. are you on that um, messenger feed for the uh, seniors, Bergs? Uh, yeah, but I haven't checked it oh, for okay, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, what I've been doing now is I'll, I screenshot what Offerdale says to me in a message and I put it up for the boys. Because <laughs> <laughs> it like, it's just like two photos of what Freddie's been talking offers about and yeah. then it's just like... 12 lines of everyone just having a little spray back at him and then another one will come through saying, oh, we're going to pump your cunts yeah. or some shit. You're going to pump your cunts, you're fucking sharing needles, got AIDS, yeah. or you do heroin, you skate, your skaters. And Ke- Keenan, goes, Keenan goes, come on, bro, I can see the heroin, but don't call us skate- yeah. skaters. <laughs> yeah, he had to put skaters in there just so everyone knows scrapers in the sides. <laughs> Is scrapers still playing? Has I haven't seen him. Yeah, I've I've talked to him. He said he's coming back after after Christmas. So we'll see what <laughs> yeah, Christmas there. is in the past now, yeah. man. Like, happen when you get to January. Christmas is probably previous yeah. to January. <laughs> Just how the but like we after Christmas work. we haven't started training yet. Yeah, we had thirty we had blokes of, down there. On yeah, the we had a bit of a game yeah. the other night. We, we had a coaches meeting, and I noticed you weren't at it. Well, I'm not a coach. Well, you're meant to be. <laughs> I'm just you're the, the strength and conditioning guy. That's, Fuck, that's not going very well. Have a look at the fucking rigs on most of us. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, just judging from some of those uh, Gundy guys, some of them looked like they'd been going to the Gundy Barbell Club quite a bit. And like Some blokes had decent rigs yeah. and other blokes. Well, there's not fucking much else to do out there, is there? No. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Well, what work exactly, out or get on what the exactly is our side of town? The uh, fun, Funville? Are we the Vegas of <laughs> Australia? I know... And they, they want us, and they want us to try to bring two teams out today. Yeah, well, we'll need a few West blokes. We discussed this yeah. at the meeting that you obviously didn't get the memo for, S and C guy. Um, but <laughs> we'd have to get a few guys from West to help prop up the second team. But that would be good. And we're going to get a bus out there. They've found some place. I think it's like 
um, yeah, a like negative star, a combination. It's like <laughs> twenty five bucks a night, so that should be good with the flashing lights out the front. Of the it's probably just at the fucking barbell club. Yeah. He's charging us, making money on it. Yeah, we don't even have beds. We yeah. don't have pillows. It's just you can lay on the ground over there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think Clint's, Clint's expecting to sleep anyway. So <laughs> the pub shuts at twelve, man. If that, I bet guarantee the pub's not shutting at twelve if there's still thirty blokes in there drinking schooners. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that many cunts there. They we can tell, stay open well, as long you obviously as we didn't see on a page I was on the other day about Mackay Rugby League where people were rating the best pig pen anywhere was Gunda Windy's. Oh yeah, yeah. There were blokes jumping on there saying this and that. Whether these people uh, can get into the pub after going to well, that the that is going to be very disappointing. I don't know. So let's see how that goes. And we're detracting from the guests. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's go back to Bernie. Oh, just, just on those, the great stories about country rugby league and the pubs. I remember the Western Rugby League one year. I was working for Rugby League Week and I had to do a story about um, who won the grand final. And I think it was kind of Marla beat Charleville for like the first time in ages and they'd been out of the competition. And I rung up the guy and... Uh, they were obviously all celebrating Mad Monday. <laughs> and he's just like, hold on a second. This guy's like doing new slides along the top of the bar. So they, were, they had the bar and they greased it down and guys were running along <laughs> and seeing who could like penguin slide across the bar the furthest. When, when country towns like that win premierships, like I was out in Blackall last year for a mate's 21st and they had the, they made the grand final for the first time in 30 odd years. And they had to travel to Ilfracombe, which is two hours away, to play their grand final. Yep. And we were there for a 21st, so it was a handful of us still in town. And the whole town was just deserted for the day because everyone went. And then we were just partying on that night, and then the boys won it, and the whole town came back, and the whole of Blackall was out in the street. Every year was covered in black and black and white for the magpies. It was unreal. I couldn't. I'd never seen it like that before. First that, they won that QRL Club of the Year last year, yeah, and there was yeah. a guy in that team that came from Yapoon. So his home games were in Blackhall. He's driving nine hours to play home game. Fuck me. <laughs> That's just because he'd, gro- he'd grown up in the town and then gone to Yapoon for yeah. work or something. That's incredible, isn't it? Like how how committed some people are to playing the game. Well, mm. if you're in country footy, you sort of have to be. Hey, there's a lot of fucking travel and a lot of. It's a logistical nightmare for them and, fucking And the teams kind of load up for a year that they think they'll they'll yeah. do well, yeah. They, well, that's where, that's where Chiz is headed next year. Chiz is playing for the Blackwell Magpies next year. Mm. He's going home. His family's from that always. So he'll be out there next year trotting around the black and white. Yeah. Would uh, you read that story about Wellington down in New South Wales, which the place has got like, it, there's a lot of bad shit happens in Wellington. It's mm. a big ice capital and that. they got a lot of blokes from outside the town, like Tristan Lumsley, who'd played Cup at North. Uh, who'd they get? Travis Waddell. So I don't know if he was actually living there or just coming for game days and that. But they ended up winning it. They had a gun side. Mm. They had um, um, Brent Naden's brother playing, who's handy player. Like, a lot of real good football from there. And that sort of boosted town up to keep boats to make kids want to keep playing footy or start playing footy instead of going around doing dumb shit. Because like you say, in these joints, there's not much to do. Mm. And if you, if all your mates are loose idiots doing stupid shit, it's an unfortunate track that you're going to work down. But if but if your mates are like, like saying out there in Gundy and that, if blokes are going, what do you want to do? You want to come to the gym? Yeah. Or instead of going getting on the piss fucking all day, yeah. you're mm. going to go to the gym, aren't you? You know what I mean? Or go and do some training That's so you right. can have a drink fucking later on. Did you, um, Bergs, you played over in france at all no i went over and i trained with um 
Carcassonne when when um when offers was there. when offers was there. I yeah. just spent like a week training with them before the World Cup was on. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah got to do gym and make a fool of myself in front of these guys <laughs> who were like benching 160 or 180. Because yeah. over there, I found it was like you know because it's all like smaller villages quite type of thing, and the the, the t- town gets behind it, and you can tell which teams load up each year, and they think it's going to be their run. But if you're not doing the goods, they're fucking off ya. <laughs> I remember like because I, I, I was over in Lascua and we were cellar dwellers man we were i think we we won one game the whole season but halfway through the season the they got us in me and my um, mate jeff moats and we were we were pretty filthy about the accommodation setup that they said that they were going to sort out for us and we our french wasn't that good but shory was um shory was sitting beside us kind of translating for us and he didn't tell us in the room but it while they were talking they were saying do we really need these guys? Can we just put them on a plane and send them home? <laughs> and that, that was halfway through the oh, nearly before halfway through the season. And then um, the coach was like, he's a um, Olivier Janzak. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Olivier, yeah. well, he's a legend. He was in there. He's going, we fucking need them. What we're losing by now, like double that, you know, like if we just at least have, you can, we can't send them home, but they, yeah, they're just cutthroat there. And the, you hear a lot of stories of the Aussie boys that go over there, not playing good footy or something. They're just boom. Especially if they're paying a bit of money for you know, yeah. a bit more money for them. Same in the rugby union scene. Like, blokes that go over there and if you're not playing well or you get injured and they want to asshole you quickly, yeah. they'll just give you a job doing something, like cleaning up around around the club or something, just so you think, oh, forget this, I want to go. So it's just like, oh, we'll just nudge you in that direction, say you want to leave and we can get someone else. Well, how many good basketballers you see go to Italy or go to Spain and, and they have like a run of, you know, five or ten games where they're out of form and then psh, yep. out the back door. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. The owner at Chulon in the rugby, he'd like call blokes out like Manonu and um like Manonu and they're calling out how shit they were and Quade Cooper, how bad they were playing and like putting it straight on them. Mm. You're not worth the money we're paying <laughs> in that they need to be they need to be better to go out you get in the press and say these things. So it's kind of, it's pretty, it's pretty cutthroat. But like things that like halfway through a season to want to punt, it's like, yeah, it's really <laughs> I wasn't, yeah. if we got punted, I wasn't yeah. going to be surprised. Fuck. Yeah. 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 That happened in like, what was it? 2015. First four weeks I saw you play and I was going, we're not really paying this bloke, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we got this guy. Is this the guy that was there in 2013 at World Cup? Is that serious? Did we get the wrong fella? And then... You're watching, you're coaching open fives then, weren't you? <laughs> no. There's only a level one coach back then. Yeah, right? it was only uh, only part-time player. Like, and you had Starks helping you out. Like, yeah. I like Starks. He offended a lot of people, but he was quite a nice guy. <laughs> Starks did like a rant. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He used to blow up. But I mean, a bit yeah. funny guy. He was a good dude. <laughs> um, Bergs, what's so going into this year and stuff, what's the the bit the goals you know for especially with um the like the heat and all that kind of stuff sure i guess the big thing immediately on my plate because um as well as latin america i've more specifically working with brazil now because the women got into the 2021 world cup so yeah, that's a massive achievement yeah and everything's Enormous. basically a strategy building towards that because now we've got to get you know a national strength and conditioning program that wasn't there before it's basically all been individual clubs doing their own thing so now we've got to get that elite system working where we've identified sort of about 80 girls and we want to add 20 to 25 from other sports and it's amazing like we when when i was over there so i've just come back from five weeks uh through brazil and colombia doing a whole bunch of development work and the Rugby League World Cup trophy came over with the guys from the, the tournament. So that was great promo. But when we were there, we found two girls who were good players in a supermarket. They just came and took part in our drill. And then we went, I went out to Maringa City out west 
and a girl hopped in who just didn't, doesn't play league. She plays basketball, and she was the best player there. Yeah. Uh, and so we're actually looking at bringing her out to Australia maybe this year. So imagine that you're a basketball player one minute, and then you're in Australia playing a completely different sport the yeah. next month or something. That's similar to like Freddie and the boys in the World Cup qualifier. They had a couple of front rowers. I'm sure they found at Walmart. I think if Walmart had a team, they would have struggled to have made that. But um, when you talk about strategy, you mean like planning for the future? All right. Can you jot that down and message that to some of the officials of the USARL yeah, about it. future planning? I'll cut this up and send it to it. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Good Speaking of offending people, Continue. you're on a Continue your end. right now. Yeah, let's go. Well, that's the thing too. Like, he's working with nothing. You know what I mean? Like Nothing. Find, actually finding players. It annoys me when you actually have, not just the USA, but you have bases that you can work with and things like that. And we always say, like, Stevenson's starting this stuff up over in in Cali, mm. where when he first threw it up, I thought, oh, I wonder if he'll get a game at all. Then you're turning people away to play and things like that. What you can do, it's just... I know it's hard with volunteers. Not everybody loves footy the same way we love footy, you know, and are prepared to do these things. And you like get, my missus, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. a massive fan. <laughs> massive fan. No, and, not as big a fan as us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when she's like, what are you doing all weekend? Well... First, I've got this training, she then just another training. Then I've got a podcast about that training. Yeah. <laughs> and then I notice you're like, oh, you're home from work late? We're doing a podcast in bed. Yeah, so, yeah, aren't yeah. We? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, she's good. I rope her into some pretty outlandish shit. So. Um, with the, when you bring them over uh, with the girls, uh, are they doing going to like a sunny coast? Do you, do you bring the, them over to your team over here or...? Yeah, so the, the idea initially was when, and obviously with me being at Falcons and having a house up there, uh, the idea was to get them in with the Falcons for the um, the Women's State League. But now Sunny Coast not having a team, and there's a team going in from Rocky, and they're kind of interested in them, and but they're going to split the team. So part of the team's based on the Sunny Coast, parts in Rocky, and so will that fit? Yeah, or I, I just think it's going to be really confusing for a new girl coming from Brazil. So and not know, understanding I, the logistics of. Um, like distance, yeah. like you know, like it's not like Brisbane of the sunny coast or even Brisbane of the Goldie. And uh, yeah, so I've been talking to Peter Luckman and and Craig Green out at West about getting them there because one of the girls, she's she's six foot ninety two kilos. She play, she's a captain of the sevens team that won a Brazilian like domestic sevens comp. So there's no doubt she's got ability. I reckon she she can go up towards that ones team already. And then there's probably four or five others that, you know, hopefully Mitchie gets a team and there's that feeder system that goes through. That'd be great. Um, mm. It'll get a, maybe a house of them living together so they can all speak Portuguese. And Yeah, I don't reckon, I know, I I don't reckon you'd have any problems uh, getting some housing for some Brazilian girls. Uh, yeah. Just us. I know a unit <laughs> I know a unit for yeah, rent yeah. in the area. Like, you know, also know the half of my bed for rent too, yeah. <laughs> no, how's your missus going? I oh, you love Dub. You were going on dates last week, man whore. What's you, cracking? How, <laughs> how was that ever a date? I said I had dinner and you guys just assumed it was a date. And is, it, is there going to be another one? Well, I never went. I told you. I rescheduled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When, when did you, you reschedule you for? six days, man. I just said I can't do it tonight. And okay. that was it. End of story. And did that's you tell it. That was, that was all it was. What's her first and last name? I <laughs> <laughs> can't get sued. What's her mum's maiden name? Really Let's try not to get sued anytime. I don't think Jono's in the country to represent us in some way. <laughs> To help us out. <laughs> did um Bergs? Did you? I just saw on your shoulder and reminded me. Did you sort out your beast wear shit? Oh, oh man, wow. that's a whole. Oh, can world. we just rip on him again? <laughs> oh man, I, man, we you can just say that you know if anyone wants to have a look around the world of rugby league, how many international teams did not get their jerseys on time this year? Like, 
I can talk about Latin Heat or Brazil, but um, you know, there, there's enough evidence out there. I don't have to defame yeah. people. Like, I started all reading all the comments, you know, all the reviews. Oh. It was crazy. When all those people chimed in with different tales, like of, oh, well, similar thing happened to us, blah, blah, blah. It's not painting a good picture. And two out of five in a rating system is, you know, not something that you want to go invest in your cash in. Yeah, there's a hundred reviews on that site. And all I shared, I shared that because I found that those reviews were pretty much spot on the money for yeah. what we had. And then they t- say that's defamation. But, you know, I worked as a journalist before I'm pretty clued <laughs> yeah. up on defamation law. So, and so, so you printing the truth of other people's <laughs> opinions is defamation. Wow, we're in massive trouble, aren't we? Well, what? some people are very fond of taking people to court when anything critical is said about them. So, you know, I got a, I got a message a couple of days before Christmas that said, where I've just lodged $15,000 with the barrister and you're getting sued for over a million dollars. But, you know, whether that arrives or whether that's someone's scare yeah. tactics, you never know. Yeah, right. And um, <laughs> so you were you were um in a bit of a, how we say, like unofficial partnership with it, like, weren't you, like... They'd give you the jerseys, and you'd use them at the World Cup, and it was meant to sort of promote their brand, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so you, you were you, you were, were doing them. them way more of a favour oh, than massively. they were doing you. Well, they absolutely don't see it that way. So. Oh, and yeah. who was it? Was it the Brooklyn? Was it Brooklyn or someone had dramas with it? Brooklyn, Brooklyn Knights, yeah. and they sent out with the wrong, I think, the wrong logo printed, or it looked like it was um, sample shorts. Uh, like oh, sample sizes. Well, yeah, I think right. there was a, a place on their shorts that said um, leave, "Leave space for sponsor here," and they printed "Leave space for sponsor" <laughs> on the. Oh, and then I know with, okay. with yeah. our jerseys, there yeah, the the original ones had Bezil printed on them, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's the classic." <laughs> it says Brazil. Do you still have in the them? We could wear, Do you still but, have them? We could wear them out in Gundy that night. We go out. Everyone Bezel. gets a Bezil shirt, <laughs> so we all know. You know, we can find each other at the it's, bar. And have you got another company that's willing to just? jump on board oh we have we haven't got one that's like filled the void of giving us you know yeah. jerseys that we can promote at the, at the comp but I'm, i've gone back in the meantime to um pacific custom sports which is petro sivanaceva's company yeah um and i know his his business is always pretty reliable you know so yeah they're, they're good folk use it so you'd use beastware several times before um, we use them for Emerging Nations World Championship. Yep. So, you know, and, and two years ago, yeah. to be fair, like they, you know, they gave us probably eight grand or so worth of, you know, kit to go around and sue so, everyone yeah, for the At that time. time, you thought this is a pretty solid deal to get involved in yeah. and unfortunately turned sour. And then as you delve deeper, other people came up with similar stories. Yeah. Well, um, the thing for me is that even if they'd backed out of the deal, like no, no dramas, just tell us like, yeah. because. That's what I don't understand. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't just say. No, fuck yous. Yeah, like instead I, of just you get into the day and then there's nothing there, and then you're sitting here going, mate, we're trying to run, trying to fucking look kind of at least half professionally and get shit together, get shit sorted. These people want their shit, and then you just fucking, it's not here because you can't, you didn't even have the balls to tell yeah. us. You know? Well, when, um, well, you've got three different deadlines, and so I'm telling them, oh, flights are here, and then they're like, well, it's going to get delivered here like a month before, then it's delivered three weeks before, then two, and I'm like sending emails, and then just nothing. Like they started yeah. ignoring it, so I was like, Tell us two months out, you're not going to yeah. honour it, and then yeah. we can. And it's it's not like I'm making money. Yeah, it's it's like like we can sort you're something. You're trying to do something yeah. for the community, and people just. That's what around. I was thinking. Also, reaching out to Matty Walsh at Paladin. Yeah, to, yeah, because it, it, what they've 
obviously because Matty Walsh has been involved with other sides, you yeah. know, and stuff that, that he's been and he kind of organises everything. So they've it's been what we've the relationship we've had with Paladin has been really good. Mm. And I and I swear because they're uh, I think they're Sydney based or something. They'd be freaking willing to jump to get your your name on a, a World Cup jersey, you know, to yeah, be yeah, supplying exactly, a World yeah. Cup jerseys. Mm. And people forget, like, and I've had this discussion before. When you're sponsoring something, people have these jerseys, they wear them around. So you're plugging the brand and the sponsors for years to come. Like people still have old team shirts from years ago. In, when you're talking international jerseys, if they're getting sold on um, eBay or something like that or someone's mm. giving them away, people are wearing them around. So if people see these things and when they and it puts a thought it puts thoughts in your head. Geez, we're looking for a jersey a jersey supplier. Why don't we go to them? Like well, one of the, one of their contentions to me was, oh, well, you you haven't been promoting it anywhere. You haven't been using social media. I'm like, do you see how much time I spend on social media? I'm like Peter Beatty of social media, <laughs> mate. Like, and things like that. Like, if I had to think to to plug uh, someone's company, I'd think of Paladins. Or it's, you know what I mean, like straight away, because you know they're reliable, and you don't want to. Like, I know how you felt embarrassed because you'd been promoting them, mm. even though they were trying to say you didn't. So you're telling people, no, this week go to them kick up a deal here and then all these people having trouble and you you know you, you feel like you're contributing to the drama here we, we like got it. to latino nines and like i'd recommended every team there to use them and then oh, yeah. three three of the um four that they were providing for didn't show up at all so then we they're were, like bergs what the fuck bro yeah, yeah yeah so we we ended up like brazil wore forestville ferrets shirts for these <laughs> oh, the <laughs> like ferrets. you're trying to run an international competition you're running around in a shirt with the ferrets on it like <laughs> the ferrets oh, where, where are beast where base out oh in, in sydney yeah yeah let me guess the say. western suburbs yeah. <laughs> could i be, like the west could be close and shit name too i think <laughs> beast like where, yeah, yeah I, i'm not a big fan i've heard of other people <laughs> uh in whinging about them too getting uh, jerseys for like um the Murray tournaments and things like that, and they'd have we to use phone them for call. um we use them for the Roma sevens. Hmm. We use them for, for the three, bats for three years. Yeah, all, all our bats kit was from from them, and I don't know whether it was a pain in the arse. They're always organised at all, but um we I think we got all our kit every time. But and then you hear stories about people. Going who again? Just, I don't think we are. I don't think um, we are. Yeah. So and like Still. stories like that when everything's all sweet and then people hear these things and you go, oh, I'll go to them and yeah. I go, yeah, and then mate, they don't fucking get this shit. Yeah. And, and you go, oh, mate, Dane, they use them. The boys playing a rugby tournament up there, up, up that way every year. Oh, yeah. So there, what's the name of again? Yep, I'll give them a call. And you always think this is all going sweet, but it ends up your name and you put your, you don't put your name on too many dodgy things unlike the rest of us here but like <laughs> try not to like like this podcast really but, <laughs> you know, but things like that so it comes back to you and they go oh they got robert bergen the bloke the latin heat guy or the bloke who's running brazil rugby league all these sort of things you don't want that sort of shit to come back at you and go well we did this and we did that and we thought these they were a reputable company sort of thing and oh, reliable. More than that, the World Cup trophy is coming to South America for the first time in history. We're telling everyone, oh, we've got this training kit, like we've got all you know, coming yeah. over, giving it to all the poor kids in the favelas who rock up empty bags, you know, like how much, how heartbreaking <laughs> oh, is that right. for the kids over there? And it's, it's not just bad for me, it's bad for the game, it's bad for the people that have traveled from England with a trophy, like... It's, it's major embarrassment. 
Is it, 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 it up there with when a, go, a sponsor came to a training session and, they, and a, cl- a team had no football, <laughs> so they were passing his shoe around? <laughs> I remember that. Oh, Connecticut Wildcats. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but it, it, kids, so, man, like, valuable. We, like, we swap it. Like, yeah. the guy, we've been playing fucking 20 years, and when... When I get talking to Clint, I'm like, all right, or are you onto the kit? Because I want the kit by like this day one. Yeah, you know? that's everyone it's, wants the kit. It's yeah. like the best bit. And it's like you come, to, like you, the next year, you know, I'll get fresh shorts and socks and I'm going to get a pair of training shorts and yeah. get a single and a hoodie. And I'm going to be fucking kitted out. Like when, it's going to be when, fucking swung. I'm going to show up to games, kitted the fuck up. And I don't know how people don't pay because when you see. 10 other dudes wearing the new shirt and you're wearing yeah. a shirt from three years ago. Like I can understand this once where you've just, your shirt was getting washed or you couldn't find it. Yeah. But then everyone's rolling together and you're thinking, oh, this looks smooth. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, but admit you, I don't think the shirts are our biggest problem. We're cunts like Nathan rock up without shoes on and no bag. and Plastic bag. Or like Pringle. <laughs> in a Pring- plastic bag, no Pringle's shoes got on. a Woolies bag and he's just got all this shit. He's probably, st- he's still raving from the night before in his bloody Tommy Hilfiger shirt. It's like... <laughs> We'd, I think the shirts are the least of their boys' worries. But for me, I'll be like, fuck, give me that shirt, bro. That's sweet. Just pay it straight up. All so, my kit now. So nines. Nines at Cabra. How's the preparation going and that? You had a bit of a train run day? Yeah, so we, we were thinking of um, not having men this year because Chile and Colombia are both entering teams. Um, yeah, I noticed that. And so then we, yeah, we got a few turn up men today, so we might might have to rethink it. We'll see how it goes. Might might even com- combine the Colombia team with the Latin Heat normal team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the women's one's the exciting one because we haven't really had a, a United Latin Heat women's side before, but it looks like that's going to get off the ground after about three years of trying. So that, that's pretty good. And there's some decent players in there. There's two girls who play um, rep footy down in New South Wales. And then there's a couple of good ones up here who've played like represented Colombia back in Colombia and they've moved over here. So Oh, that'd be great. With, yeah. with the uh, World Cup side, how what percentages do you reckon is going to be heritage to... Oh yeah, I'd say that it's probably we we're going to have say twenty three in the squad. I reckon you'd probably be struggling to have more than four that are going to be from Australia, and that's that's a pretty good thing about a, sweet, a developing yeah. country because we have got such a a big. But it's two hundred and twenty pe- million people live in Brazil, so if we can't pick better players yeah. out of there than what we can here, then we're in trouble. Yeah, that's no, good. It's yeah, it's always good not thinking that it's going to be like a fucking solid heritage team, and then just but um was. In Brazil, is every like union is is cemented in there, at, like other countries, or is it kind of just it, it? It is now, but it's it, they're a lot later coming to the party than say Argentina or Uruguay. Like there's a lot longer rugby union history there, and then rugby union was you know pretty much ignored as an alternative sport in Brazil. But then with the them having the sevens at the 2016 Rio Olympics. And they had that awesome stadium that was near the beach, and you know that just really pumped a lot of like interest into it. And that they almost got as many rugby union players in Brazil now as they do in Argentina, but obviously their their population's like five times more than Argentina's yeah. as well. So, um, and yeah, Hugo's got it into schools over there now, which is huge. Like Sao Paulo is a city of twenty two million people, and now they're going to play rugby league in schools. So yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah, that they sort of. Um steps can be taken mm. and like you're saying about seven sevens catch people's eye all the time look at it in the u.s how people don't know how the 15 aside um usa side goes in rugby mm. but they know about sevens you know what i mean and you can play in sevens tournaments 
and things like that, like just throw a team together, similar to playing a touch tournament sort of thing. Well, one thing I didn't even know till recently was that the women in Brazil don't even really play 15 a side. They just play seven a side all year round, unless you get picked to go on like the national team, and then you'll go play 15 a side, or there might be an exhibition game, but rest of their season, it's all sevens rugby. So it's kind of more close to rugby league anyway. Yeah, that'd, and that'd be easy. That'd help make it a bit more easily adaptable for nines league, you know, with just playing sevens rugby, yeah, sort of thing. Like when you grasp the concept of playing the ball and taking a couple of straight rucks first before you went sideways. There's some audacious offloads, though. Like that's the thing. If you ever get any of those countries over there, like Argentina, Brazil, you know, Colombia, they all love a, a crazy offload over the head or around the corner. So you yeah. don't get bored watching it. But as a coach, it's frustrating. <laughs> so will the Latin Heat girls be bringing some of these offloads to Cabra? Oh yeah, I don't think we can stop them, mate. It's, yeah, and there's some things compulsive. you can't you can't uh, coach out of blokes. I don't know why, hmm. but you'll go no offloads till we get outside the forty. They nah, we're not on board with that. Yeah, we just offload whenever it's on, or we think it's on. Tommy <laughs> Stevenson, I hope you're listening to that. Just go block to a block to a block, <laughs> you know, mate. Just fucking block it up. There's nothing better than a tri- double block shape, is there? One of my faves. We got 20 co- comments on your post. They're right. Oh, no, some are just shit chat. About 12 are Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12 are Paisley. Like, Jeez, well, you brush up like it's like a girlfriend that won't leave you alone, that weirdo. Uh, you try and get, you let, we let you come on the show a couple of times. When you bring Sheila's home, Dano, do they, are they this clingy with you? This bloke's mate. He's got a family. And he's clinging <laughs> on to the glory of being on the fucking show a couple yeah. of he times. He also drank a whole bottle of fucking scotch yeah, and he yeah. jumped in his car and drove up. Yeah, man, he <laughs> drove me home and I was like, oh, I was sitting here watching him drink on it. I was like, bro, you got to drop me home. <laughs> he loves we'll be walking it. All right, soon. pick a couple out. Paisley, what he's talking about, Uzi here. Oh, don't, that's Fuck just that crap one. shit. Yeah. Uh, Mike Simpson, um, how does uh, Bergs deal with unwanted attention of convincing people that he's not, in fact, the edge from U2? <laughs> <laughs> well done, the boys. Yeah, I think yeah, the, the edge is one I get a lot in South America, but I think other ways I've had, like, Keith Galloway, uh, <laughs> Kurt Baptiste sometimes. Baptiste. Yeah, I can see um, Baptiste. There's yeah. a guy who plays for, he plays ice hockey in America, and he's like a dead ringer. His name's like Mike Commodore, I think. Yeah. He's got a big red afro, but his face, his facial features is exactly the same. And then there's like that, you know that ginger um, cross, CrossFit dude? He's like bald, and he's got a big beard, and he's, there's that like famous picture of him squatting with a oh, kettlebell yeah. reading the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is like Travis something? Oh, I can't think of his last name. No. Yeah. yeah, but I know what you're talking so you about. Who, who do you guys get for, for lookalikes? Oh, which one? Joe Scully. Joe Scully, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Joe Scully, What else? Yeah, or James Roberts. Um, James Roberts, yeah. when the hair's all out there. Jimmy the Jet, for sure. Been your life. This dude we used to... <laughs> This dude, we, no, that was Uzi last night. Pat Uzi showed photos of himself at his 50th last night, and he looked like Ben Elias in the younger days. <laughs> Dana, who, what, what's your one again? Um, oh, what the fuck call is me Randall. Randall from who uh, the that fuck fucking, is Randall? It's a fucking shit cartoon, Freddy. Let's get Randall up, okay? Randall. It's a shit oh, cartoon. Um, oh. Hey, Arnold. Fucks me what it is. You just, is it or is it our real monsters? Uh, don't, you and Randall. Scraper came up with the nickname. Yeah, you got to you, know where it's from. And I saw yeah. I saw Offered I'll call him Freddie Bieber. Justin yeah, of course. Bieber. So that's Randall's there. With that stain on Save the picture and yeah. put it up on the page. I, re- I yeah. reckon Dana reminds me of Nate Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I could yeah. see him doing the Stockton slap yeah, on someone. Yeah. So don't fuck with me, right? <laughs> fuck you up. 
<laughs> Have you seen that Naden, video that's gone? Naden's little brother looks like Dano. Yeah. You know that um, part, Mar- part Curry sort of part white fella, you know what I mean? He has that look like must Dano a, when he's tanned. Must be a good looking bloke. I, I've, he got, can play I've gotten before, I was in, <laughs> driving through uh, Red Rooster and the girl goes to me, uh, do you know uh, who you look like? And I was like, who? And she was like, I think you look a bit like Eminem. And I'm like, why is that? And, then, <laughs> and she goes, because uh, you got a um, big ears and pointy nose. And I was like, all right, sweet, I'll take it. <laughs> well, Red Rooster lookalikes, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Talk of the Stockton Slave. Have you seen that video that's going around on Facebook this week of that like that fight in a burger joint? And that guy walks mm. up and he licks the back of his hand yeah. and then like just backhand goes, slaps it, dude. And dude was on his back instantly. I've yeah. never seen a pimp slap that it was incredible. It's like his whole nervous system gave way and his back just, he just went out. Whoop. Flop straight on the deck. This dude just one pimp slap and just drop. Oh, fuck. It was brilliant. Um, to, while we're on fighting Bergs, what do you think about who's going to kind of with Connor and Cowboy? This weekend coming up. Yeah. Be a good fight. I've been trying to, I've been doing some jujitsu up the coast. Yeah. And that's like my sport now that I can't run because I'm an old man. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the guys there that actually know something about the sport, they reckon Connor's going to win. So I'll listen to them. Okay. They know more than I do. Are you, do you watch a lot of MMA or just. I do yeah. a fair, yeah, a bit. But um, I'm not. I'm not like crazy on Connor. Like I know a few yeah. people will just watch everything he does back to front. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of kind of glad Khabib got him. You know, yeah. and he brought that real tough element to it. That's right. It just kind of seems like it reset him as well. Like Connor wants to actually fucking put in the work again. But mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's it sucks because I, I I love them both. Like it, it does so. It, it it lines up so many uh, good things for Connor if he wins. More than I think Cowboy, because Cowboy, we uh, we'd watch fight everyone, anyone, you know, like mm. where where Connor it lines up that you know for the but the winner should definitely get the that shot at the BMF um, title against <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Masvidal, you know, because yeah. they're both like Cowboys. Fucking ranch is the BMF ranch, but he. <laughs> He like he's the baddest motherfucker, but Masvidal yeah. was just in the zone. For oh, that bro, fight. that was unreal. Yeah, and then yeah, but it, it, it did you know that the what the, it's, it was a stoppage on cuts when it or his um for Diaz. Mm. Um, yeah, so stoppage on that, and they wanted to see that fourth and fifth round, but we'll, we might get it again. Um, yeah, so Randall, bro, <laughs> um, we'll go to some. You want me to hit this again, right? Yeah, man, just pick it. Uh, which gym has Adam Wright joined this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, only member of one. It's funny how blokes who don't know how to tackle anyone. Does he still remember the semi final where him and Scraper <laughs> lost the game for him in the last few seconds? Yeah, he's got. Good. Who, who's one of the best flick passes I've seen in a while? Though he'll yeah. tell you that too. Draws him in. Just, I don't know if you're talking about the same bloke, but I pretty much remember Hoops being one of the best defenders I've ever seen. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay. We're at Valleys. We're at Valleys. Scrape's got nervous guy. The game was on the line. No one came on the inside. Scrape's ran down the line, took actually no one. Hooper got stranded. He tried to slide in the big centre, got tatard oh. and they scored. And we lost Was this the last that game minute. that we were like 20 in front and then they yeah, ended up Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Oh. That was painful. And what that, was that? Was that Pine Central? Yeah. And everything that could have gone wrong in the last 10 minutes, yeah. everything was a penalty. Every play. Yeah, it was... Fuck. That, oh, that was a cunt of a game. <laughs> All so right. Dave dropped that high ball to kick off. Fuck. He did. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. Yeah, I remember that. I think yeah. I was considering retiring that year, and then I thought, I can't retire yeah. after that game. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. But no, <laughs> just... That was a bad day. Bad, and then bad what, day. When was your last game with us? You came on and oh, scored, remember? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, no. I... I no, you, you, I, I played it until you played Norman B8 at Burp and Gary. Oh, that's, day, yeah, and yeah. We lost to them and they went on to win it. Yeah. 
That was funny. Like, oh, that's after right, the yeah. after the brawl, and we got a few injuries and that. Like the boys, that detracted from the win. Like the boys were that dominant. Then all that shit happened, and we were just on the slide. Who did we have? We played, we played Pine Central the next week, and we led ten nil and got beat. Twelve ten, yeah, yeah. Penalty goal got us. And yeah. no, no, no. This was they won't score a couple more. We were up ten nil. Dolan played. Scored in oh, the corner because we played before. Anyway, they end up he caught scoring. the ball to score in the corner. Yeah, yeah. that's what he does, man. Man can score tries. Lost that one, and then by the time we got to that semi, you know how like Normby were up, they yeah. were ready to roll on. Because they went to training, I think. They actually went to training. It's funny how these little things count <laughs> at the end of the season. Is and, and I remember watching their warm up, and it'd be that super intense. And I was thinking, surely they can't last. But you're fit. You go to training, and you're fit. Warm up doesn't matter when you're underdone. Your warm up is going to be dogs. You, you know, you just piecing together like it, like it nines. First time we played nines at Mitchie, Fats put us through this warm up in our side that was like a thirteen a side warm up. So halfway through it, I just went over and stretched, and I looked at someone else and said, I was I looked at Baldry and said, "Fuck, that's fucked. We can't be doing this for three games." That was the <laughs> heat game we played yeah, at Mitchie, yeah, yeah. and then from then on, it was just basically, I oh, know. Four corners for a little bit, and then yeah. all right, everyone stretch up for a bit. We're going out to play. That was the thing with nines when you got to cut, when you got to cool down. When there's an hour or more between games, yeah. you cool down. All right, it's been good, and all right, we're playing again. That's all those round robin style of competitions you play, and you, you find you get yourself a gap. You got to entertain yourself, but also stay up or stay ready right. for oh it's and then those cramps start coming. In fucking Cabramatta, bro, oh, the so hottest hard. place in the world, like. The nightmare. Yeah. So when we went to when we go to Roma, we usually well we historically the fruit bats we were just piss heads all of us. So it was the second year we had a gap of about two hours, two and a half hours between games, and it was pissing rain and freezing cold. So we've gone all up into the clubhouse, we've huddled around the um one of the heaters in there, and we just everyone grabbed a rum and we started had one rum and then had another one, and it was about two hours later we're like fuck we better go warm up, and all of us had had about seven or eight rums standing under the heater because we're so fucking cold and then we get back out there freezing cold trying to warm up half of us are pissed couldn't see the footy couldn't catch footy and <laughs> we still won it was the greatest day dead set <laughs> uh, it's like a childhood memory boy, I'm like, oh, a boy a boy gladden um from uh, American Rugby League podcast is uh, Rugby League in America. Rugby podcast. League in Amer- American podcast. Glad you're a big fan <laughs> of it. <laughs> good, good plug. Good plug. Boy out here and he stays at your house. Yeah, you hang out with him. Loved him. Um, There's a photo of you and him up on today's page. Oh, in your four. Yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. But um, for Bergs, shook, uh, if you shook the crystal ball, what does he see for Latin Heat, and what does he think about Sunny Coast getting an approval for stadium expansion? Um, I'll probably answer the second one first. Uh, I think it's it's awesome, isn't it? Like, and who would have thought Sunny Coast like five, ten years ago was ever going to be where they are at the moment? Like, for me, it's a bit of a fluke moving up there when they're suddenly they're hitting their straps and yeah. everything's coming together. And they got the women's state of origin going up there. Um, uh, um, NRL game being played up there, an actual fixture games yeah, being played up there. Yeah, so Same as last got, year, Sharks playing a game up there, are they? Yeah, and I think we've got, we've got three or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So, like, these are actual, yeah. not trial games. There's nothing against trial games. We all like to go and watch, but you don't know how long the top players will play in a trial game. Like, Yeah, um, or if play at all. Like, yeah. when, when we're in Warwick at the start of the year and we watch a trial game and it was just, like, obviously, they're not going to play their, their out-and-out NRL players have had. They're looking at having a look at what they've got in their ranks and that. So you do get to see, like, we got to see Payne Haas play and Tom did and then all the young fellas 
but you don't get to see all those blokes who were who were like the reason you go and watch the footy. Like you're going to watch the Bronx at Suncorp round four. You go there and you know you're going to see Milford. You're going to see McCulloch. You know, like you're going to see all the all the big names. You go to a trial game. There's a chance you won't get to see him, and even if you do, it's limited time. So it's good that they're mm-hmm. going to take proper NRL games up. It's going to be highly competitive. There's not going to be anyone just rested or anything. It's going to be fucking hard out. Yeah. What teams do they choose to crowds. play out of there? I think Sharks play someone. Yeah, up there. Sharks have got a contract there, and then I think Rabbitohs and Warriors are yeah, also. Yeah, they played the a game last year. Sharks play Newcastle. Off the top of my head, I'm yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, right. yeah, they're already putting up the the new lighting, and it's it's kind of already you know happening. It's, it's a good atmosphere. When Canberra Raiders are training up there this week, we we clocked off yesterday morning, and the Canberra Raiders took over. Oh yeah, yeah. And those sort of things they drag people. Oh, just because of the fires. Yeah, yeah. And I think West Tigers are training at they're at Valleys. As well, yeah. yeah, so they got punished and sent to Valleys. Poor bastards. Yeah, but they teed that up. They contacted Valleys yeah. and got that gig going. So there was. Like they trained for a whole week, so then kids yeah. got to go and watch them play and watch them train, shit like that. And Dole and Ives, he went too. They went yeah. and had a watch and things like that, which is good. And especially if you actually support its club and you get to go watch them train, it's unreal. Not to digress from the questions that your uh, your viewers posted, but did you see someone yesterday? I think it's Stu McClellan, the um, journalist, and he put, "What would it take for West Tigers to start signing good players? Like, what is it about their club?" I think oh, they have to re rebrand and I relaunch. Think questions for the Tigers is how can they start keeping the good, good players, players they've yeah. got? Yeah. Because they've had so like they they've had Adokar, Tapao, Tedesco, um, like the list. There's a there's a list on online somewhere of a starting yeah. seventeen that they've had in their ranks over the last ten years. That's just gone. Like how do they let Tedesco go? Fuck me! If you're the, if you're the Tigers management, pull your finger out and have a and look are, at what you got. There are deeper issues there too. Like with that, you've got Pappenhausen too as a yeah, young yeah, bloke yeah. coming through. <laughs> so you've let go the guy oh. who's the Origin fullback, and you've got a guy that could be playing Origin at some stage down the track. Go mm. little things like that, and these guys get to places like Melbourne and get developed. It's it's funny too. Like I remember when Bellamy was at the Broncos as the assistant, and he said. And he had your choice of going to Melbourne or the Tigers. And that was the early 2000s. And he thought Melbourne was a better option. And obviously, history reckon shows it was. The Tigers have a record of finishing ninth more than anybody. Mm. Ninth. Like, get to one game, win one game in the last game, and you're in. Sort of thing where that must be so, fr- that must frustrate the fan. One game and we're playing finals footy. Like, because there's a whole different mindset between people can go, oh, if you're not first, you're last. Now, that's bullshit. If you make the finals and you're a side that's come up from, you know, towards the bottom or the bottom three, that's a successful year. But if you're a contender and you don't make it where you go in with a gun side, a crack, like the Roosters didn't make the grand final mm. in their de- um, title defense, that would have been to me. A fucking disappointing season for them. See, like Melbourne, they'd got that minor premiership and they'd set all these records and things like that. They were humming each other's nuts. And, you know, on Shandor and Cooper Johns' podcast, they were talking about how it's, you know, some sort of most dominant performance since I think it was the 75 Roosters and all this. It don't mean shit if you don't win. Look at the NFL when the Patriots lost one game and it was a Super Bowl. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. What about the results today too? Oh, how was that? Mate, look at that. Last two weeks, I thought 
the favourites would end up getting to the AFC NFC Championship games. Now it doesn't look like that at all. Like you look at it too, like the Titans. I didn't think they'd get through last week. I thought I thought the Patriots would have got to this week. I thought they would have got beat by the Ravens. Neither the Patriots or the Ravens are still there. Mm. Things like that. Sides can lift, play good football, play good football at the right time. Like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was was at where was Tannehill at the at Miami Dolphins and not playing that well. He comes over to Tennessee and was a backup for the first month or so. Then they had to make a change at QB because um, Marcus Mariota, who was the face of the franchise, wasn't performing. Things like that. Coaches, NFL coaches will have the stones to drop plugs when they need to, mm. more so, I think, than league. Like, it's a different thing because it's a it's a, it's based on winning and losing. Yeah. Like, things like that. Like, development years, they don't like. They don't use terms like we're developing young side and about things like that or tanking. You know, they talk about tanking mm. in the um, mm. AFL. The NFL don't do that. Like, like with the multi-million dollar, they want you winning as soon as possible, mm. and and things like that, recruiting the right blokes at the right time. Like the Jets used to always get bagged because they always had these first-round draft picks, and only a couple of them went on to have long NFL careers. And it, you blokes are paid to identify talent, and those sort of things. Like with league and like, and that comes back with the Tigers. You've got talent scouts there. There's a reason that blokes like um, clubs like the Broncos and that identify like, like who they've got. Blokes like um, Peter Nolan and that, he was there. Yeah. And like, well, Noel Cleal had plenty of success at Canterbury and at Manly. These, you've got to get the right blokes in, recruiting the right blokes who you feel that can develop in your system. And that's how, and I think in the NFL, they seem to do that. But there were, blo- there were blokes saying that um, Lamar Jackson, he, had, he would never cut it as an NFL QB and he's a running back. Mm. And those sort of things. And there's always those sort of negative things. But you got to have a bloke who look outside the square. Like that movie Draft Day. Have you seen that? Yeah. When he quotes all the blokes who they bagged. They go, Elway, he threw the ball too hard. But that didn't matter. Montana didn't have a strong enough arm. He wasn't fast enough. But that didn't matter. Manning couldn't throw a long ball. And every time he'd say one of these things, they'd have a clip of them doing this in the pros. You look at it in the, in the NRL. Daly Cherry Evans came to Manly on a what ten grand deal. Mm. Kim was saying last week, ten grand was a groundskeeper. Whether they actually thought he'd develop into a, into a first grade halfback, now the bloke earns a million dollars a year. Things like that, like blokes can be stars coming through. You look at it too; they put they always put up programs up on these footy pages and that. And I looked through like names that there was this guy Christian Orsini. Outstanding schoolboy footballer. Yeah, I remember him coming. He through. was uh, played for Italy a few years. Yeah. Played a lot of lower grade footy, like New South Wales Cup and um, flag and that. He was like one of the guns. Like when they're in that schoolboy side with Hodges, Tate, Jamie Lyon, Shane Tronk, um, who were like I think uh, I think Todd Lowry might have been in that side. Uh, so that a gun side went under went undefeated on the tour. You don't know whether guys will develop. There are guys that win Heisman's that never, ever start in the NFL. They just, like, float around as backup QBs or backups in certain positions, things like that. You, you always got to take a gamble, but, like, especially if you've got a bloke there that is showing signs of potential and showing, like, all the all the good traits. Like, someone has come in, he's a worker, and he's working his ass off, and he's showing signs of, yeah. like, Papenhausen at the Tigers. 
you can't tell me he wasn't showing enough signs for the Tigers to... And they could have given him a small contract at the time because he hadn't played in the NRL. They could well, he was New South Wales 18s exactly. and 16s. So he was playing major rep uh, football in his age exactly. group. So you know he's you know he's like definitely good enough to hold his own in New South Wales Cup for a long time. And then if he gets into the NRL, there's a good chance he'll find his feet. Why would the Tigers not go out and give that kid a contract? You know, that's what I just don't understand. Why it's all good to find them. You have all these good scouts coming in. Like no matter what sport you're in, you need good scouts, and you find these kids or you find blokes you want to bring to the club, and then it's got to be someone else's job to hold on to them. And the Tigers just haven't done that at all. <laughs> they just and get all these all having blokes in. that identify things. Like Bennett, ident- when Ethan Lowe was playing reserve grade at the Cows, and Bennett throws him the lifeline, mate, come here. You know, and ends up playing Origin, and it wasn't always smooth sailing. He did play. He got dropped one week and was in New South Wales Cup, and he was coming off the bench and that. But he's back in first grade and he got to play Origin, which is more than many other blokes can do. But you he, fall out with um a coach, or you know, or a coach identify things that you can bring to the table, like things like that. Mm. And every coach he picks a team, he sees something, and I have this dispute with people like Clint used to ask me why I picked blokes all the time but like he has a different sort of view than i do that not every lock's gonna be of oh, 90 kilos makes 40 tackles takes it's, 28 hit ups it's funny how kimmy last week said that the the gap between brl and queensland cup is so much bigger than oh, the yeah. uh the, the queensland cup to the nrl he said like it's it's you know, help, uh, hilariously you can, big. Yeah. You can almost see it on the eye, just from the eye test too. Just looking at it, going, "There's, and, there's no yeah. way these blokes would cut it." And then with the you know, NFL, I've heard a quote that someone says: "It's like when you're playing college football, just say in a in a ranked site in a ranked college, it think about it of as like four seconds that you have, and then when you get to the NFL, it's one second. So <laughs> it's like that reaction, what you have to do in that time." It's uh you know that's that's the difference. They just say it's so it's the, the the gap there, the jump there is humongous. Yeah. With that too, you're also you're dealing with some pretty average defense in the in college ball because it's like twenties. So you don't have to you have to spend a certain time in school. So you can't just train all the time. Same as the twenty sort of system. So then you're bringing you into the ultimate level, and there's no in between. Like they don't have a New South Wales Cup, they don't have a Queensland Cup. And there are blokes who used to come out of 20 system and they wouldn't stand out in cup. They could play cup and they do a solid job, but they wouldn't be doing the scoring a million tries like they do. Then you got guys like Mom and Barber and things like that who's a try scorer. Like, and they made him into a winger where he was in the halves um, at most of the time in 20s and some of his career in Queensland Cup. But it's identifying these blokes and making them good like... Uh, Peyton Manning, when he came through, there was another guy, Ryan Leaf. They were the one-two draft picks. When they spoke to Peyton, when he got drafted by the Colts, he said in his deep southern accent, that I'm going I'm to I'm work hard, I'm going to make the roster and do my best. Uh, what's your plan now? They said to Ryan Leaf. Ryan said, I'm going to go to Vegas for a week. And as you can see, not many, no one's heard of Ryan Leaf, but a lot of people yeah. know who Peyton is. But um, how's uh, Jason uh, had a question there following on with Sunny Coast this year? How do you reckon they're going going to go in Cup and Coast? Oh, good question. It, well, I don't think they know who they're getting back from Melbourne yet. Um, and aside from quality wise, that that really like determines the balance of your squad too. Mm. We've taken a lot of kids from that Colts team that won last year and put them up into 
um, Intra Super Cup, especially the the backs. Like, um, but we don't know. We could get a whole bunch of backs out of Melbourne, and then those guys come back down. So, yeah, it's a bit of balance. We had Joel Moon training with us until last week, and then his knees blown up again. So I don't I don't think he's sort of certain about what he's doing at the moment. Tommy Butterfield. Yeah, Tommy signed. Butterfield saw him in the sheds yesterday. Yeah. A good Westman from last year. Signed the other day I had from one of my contacts. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's go. gone up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, gone mm. he's gone there. Is he, uh, he lives at Redcliffe. So ah, yeah. Closer to drive up the sunny coast, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Would, would is definitely, he, definitely is have helped. spewing or? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I, I know he wanted to Harry, keep Tommy. Harry, Harry Grant's good, probably, you know, destined for bigger things. So. Yeah. And it all That's depends question, what happens. Yeah, it all depends on what happens up there in the top. Whether how much with Smith being, you know, in the later stages, does Harry Grant become like, because they seem to like Brandon, Brandon Smith, Smith as a runner. Mm. Yeah. Will, would, like as a lock second row, like wild beast type thing, would they think of Harry Grant maybe some weeks playing as that second dummy half well, to you'd think keep if him fresh? They, if they were going to put Harry Grant on the bench, they'd have to put Finucane in the front row and then... Which put, they could do. And put yeah. Brandon Smith at lock. And that means you'd have to put... Osofa Solomona back on the bench. Yeah, Bromwich and, and Finucane up front. And it depends at that times of the game when you need to tighten up that middle yeah. and you've got Finucane there who tidies up and then you And then you've got a giant in Osofa Solomona come off the bench. Big, a bit fresher, big, big yeah. Impact. And they could mix that up and have him come on when they're tired and they're just bread and bodies, whether that'll happen. but Yeah, whether they even pick Harry Green at all and then... If they did, when do they bring him on? You know, when's when's a good time to take Cameron Smith off the field? It's, if it's there a is, long, you know, and it's a long season where yeah. Bellamy would have all these uh, possibilities. Yeah, he's not dumb. He'd, he'd have it planned out so now already. This might not happen for fourteen weeks. It might they might do it for two weeks. Almost thought he was in good enough, Nick, last year that he could have been one of those players that they should pick from Queensland Cup to play State of Origin. Like, I honestly think Harry Grant's he's he was on fire last yeah, year. Yeah, well, you, you listen to Matty John's podcast, and he said. Hundred times that he's the best player in the country that isn't playing NRL. Yeah, because yeah. obviously he mile. sees him a lot, like watching yeah, his son yeah, and yeah. stuff. Mm. And it, there's massive raps on him. Everyone, everyone, um, like ex ex um ex professionals, they all give him massive raps. Everyone that I've heard talk about him, they've just said, "No, nah, this kid's fucking destined to be a next great hooker." He just doesn't yeah. stop. He's yeah. continuously like chasing from the inside, covering up, finding gaps. Just relentless player. With and with them too, how they train. When you hear like their training sessions, where they showing videos up of like from games where some bloke will chase a guy sixty meters and me no chance to to catch him, but just still just chase in case he trips up or something like that, or he drops the ball or to yeah. make or to save two points that could win you the game in the end. Little things like that, those effort upon effort type areas. So if he's still there, Grant, and is this close, he must be doing some phenomenal work at training too and you're learning off you're learning off the best and you're developing your kicking game and developing like your passing game pass selection around the ruck and things like that could you think of a better spot for him to be learning either like there's there's nowhere better for a young man to buy his trade than melbourne especially a hooker have a look or have a look at the stocks he's got to learn from just listen to anything craig bellamy says and then you've got the best best hooker to ever play the game standing right in front of you well, telling yeah. you shit the, too. The really so. interesting thing about that is so you got yeah, you got two test hookers that were with Melbourne and Cameron and, and Brandon yeah. Smith. Then you had Harry Grant that next level down. Then you had Sam Burns who was like the backup hooker to him and he, I think he was maybe second or third in player of the year voting. Then in the Colts, our three um, top players in players player votes for the year were all players that played hooker. And we just had to find different positions for them. Yeah. So 
like hook is such an important position and Melbourne's just got this massive train coming yeah. through. And Tyson Smoothie's gone to to Penrith. You see for that. Yeah, I saw that. Trial, so. Yeah, that's a mad, that's a mad pickup. Mm. All these young blokes. And we were, we were discussing this the other day on the show, the other week, I should say. You know about where do you find people? Like the fact that they can identify these kids like that, who you might not know who they are, but they're good. Mm. Not everybody's like Australian schoolboy, and you can see he's a standout. You know he's gonna. You you can't say you know, but you assume he's gonna be great. And then there are blokes who get into systems. And take and take their chances and get better as they go along, and things like that. And it's it's hard too, like because you can get there and you can get a bad injury and it can fuck you. And that relates to with a lot of that stuff about false hope and that that kids get. Mm. If you think that's the only thing you're doing, like Harry Grant, I don't know how much rep footy the kid played when he was younger, but he's he he's got one foot in the in the door to play NRL regularly. Yeah. And you imagine if Smith does retire in twelve months. He's going to be first cab off the range. You'd imagine if he was at another club, he'd be playing NRL already. So yeah, it's just um, one of those times where he's just got to be humble and bide his time. Like, do you try and think about pushing a bloke like Cameron Smith out of his spot. You can just put in a razor straight through that. So if, as long as he's just happy enough to buy his time, learn his trade, and then when the day comes that he does get his chance. Patience like, is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, it. If he if gets you, his chance, just take it with both hands. You can go for more money, but it might not be a detriment. It can be detrimental to your game. Yeah, like you're not a, learning the same skills. Yeah. That's the same thing we were talking about with Latrell. Like you can go somewhere, chase more money, or to do like to play a different position or something. But you think about the end of the day, is that really the best thing for you or for your career? For like for everyone, like he's talking about doing it because he's trying to make his money, support his family, whatever. But the end of the day, if he goes somewhere and plays fullback, and then bust, and then now he's having contract issues because he can't, no one wants to sign him because he's a he's a fullback that doesn't perform at NRL level. No, it's not that no one wants it's to just, sign him. It's just that his manager didn't accept the contract from South. That's what happened. And oh no, I'm not I'm saying. Money. I'm saying in the future when he's yeah. if he goes somewhere and plays fullback, and that's the thing. And he's, bombs, got, he's got to get advised well. Yeah, yeah and exactly. you're taking chances. So if you back yourself. You got to go all, all your chips in, exactly. all anti up, because if you go there and you get sort of a, but is if, this bloke worth? Is he more trouble than he's worth? That's the thing. Like as you're saying, you could go somewhere, chase money, or chase, chase something out of the norm, like a move to a different position that you're unfamiliar with, and then if it doesn't work, like what is that more beneficial than him just staying at the Chooks? They staying at the Chooks, getting his upgraded contract, and then playing in the centres and possibly winning another premiership or playing Origin or. Because next year, if he goes to fullback and he's average... So he's not signed with Rabbitohs? No, no. no it's, it's in the process, I think, because if they get rid of a player, they can give him more money for this current is, contract. Like, and they're talking about moving... Johnson. Johnson to yep, the Tigers. Yeah. So and once he goes, they'll have enough money to give... So you can go, on. yeah, here's enough. We'll have spare, but here's another yeah. 100 or two for you. And because and if and they're going to have Latrell and play him at fullback, there'll be no room for Johnson anyway, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was I was thinking about the other day, you know, when that all came out on social media that he'd signed, and I was thinking, geez, how do they balance this, yeah. everyone in? There'll be some blow, there'll be some good players. Like, Johnson's a first grader, and he's even played, like, he's been, he was in an Australian tour, so he is not going to want to go back and play a New South Wales Cup. No. Things like that. So you need to go somewhere where there's an opportunity. Where, but to go to the Tigers, and you you go through the Tigers, like, they've got no Faluma, Who's yeah. um starter? But he, uh they've got Thompson's either going to be one or two. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. you got to look for a, a spot there. Where with Johnson, he's a finisher, like and 
He can't part. He doesn't have silky hands to do in the sweep play. And you know, once you could get away with that. Bergen, like, remember, like, when Minichell and that first become fullback, they didn't mm. need to have a passing game. Lockyer was, like, way ahead of his time. He had the skills of the 5'8 before it was a 5'8. Yeah. Now, if you come in there, they teach up. If you can't draw and pass in those right situations, they're not going to play in the top side. Oh, that, and that's what makes what the Cowboys are going to do this year so interesting. Like, how do you put those four guys into your, um, your spine yeah. positions? Yes. Like, a bloke said that. <laughs> Bloke said that on this show. Val Holmes signed on a heap, and then what is Hell Scott Drinkwater is going to do? Yeah, you've got a heap of good players in there, but who's going to take charge? Like, Mm. I know Morgan. Morgan plays his best footy when he's running the ball. Like, when he was um, killing it in that final series, he was mixing that up so well, and he's not a small bloke. He's quick, he breaks tackles. Yeah, he's not worried about guiding the right end. Not going to have to, like, and we have that, like, in, like, at Park Footy, like at Mitchie, and some blokes, like, you know, like they want you to be in a half, but you prefer directing the forwards and starting things off. And like, so with you being at hooker, someone needs to take that role. And like, you've got like, Voorhees is 5'8". Voorhees a runner. So if you get the other half, you need someone who's going to direct things around. And that could be a guy like Dane. Dane has a good enough footy brain in that to do it. And I think that should be a role possibly for Dane. Or Scraper's going to play that role. Someone's got to be the organiser and let these ad-lib blokes who want to try and do their fancy stuff, do their, like, X-Factor shit at the right time. And not just because all these blokes call the ball every time, not give them the ball every time they call it. Mm. You know, like, things like that. You've got to have discipline to a point and then play what's in front of you because block shape to block shape to block shape ain't going to beat everybody, especially on slow play the balls. <laughs> yeah, or and, anybody. Yeah, yeah. And, and big giant outside backs that like to box in whoever that bloke run that sweep i hope he's brave because he could be going off real soon after you get tickled on a couple of like manu vatavai style hits from those big powerful beasts talking about cowboys what about their their releases the the players that they're releasing it's gonna be interesting to see where they end up like gideon gallimosby like he's one of those guys that you could get rid of him and then he could just sort his life out and come back and haunt you for another five years what was the thing Twelve months later, he's in a Queensland Origin jersey. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying they made the wrong decision, yeah. but it's just interesting. He's that guy. He's got the potential to do anything, but he's well, and they've um, and Bernard Lewis. You know, Bernard Lewis played for PNG. He was at Roosters for years. He um, played Queensland Twenties as well. He's signed with um, Cairns hmm. in the cup, so he's right under their nose. If they need um, an outside back like that, a, a flashy finisher. Carlin Anderson's gone. David Bowen's gone. Like, where yeah, has he signed up? anywhere, uh, Carlin Anderson? I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've heard uh, of him. I spoke to the Supremo from Ipswich the other week, and he didn't mention that Carlin was returning. And so. is, is Tamari Martin medically retired? or what's No, his um, no he's, still, he's getting he's still better. He's yeah. just recovering at the moment. Yeah, they reckon yeah. that it will, but it could take time, yeah, of course. Which, like brain bleeding, not a pleasant yeah. experience, I'd imagine. It doesn't sound good, definitely, but... I don't think he's medically retired. No, no, they haven't said nothing like that. So, and those sort of things, and with those medically retired situations, like with that, that's an undisputable fact. You got hurt playing football, but with are these pre-existing injuries and so forth and things like that, what you can and can't do, you know, that all makes it a bit hairy. Oh, Paul Green, he's in. He's under the pump up there, mate. Like Very you, much you, only, under the pump. you buy, you buy a lot of street cred. He's like but the last break come, at the moment. The last few years, it's all kind of. I think if he could make the finals, I reckon that's enough to keep him a spot because mm-hmm. they have. There's been a big change in the rosters over the last few years, but 
if you're down near the bottom, like there's no excuse for them this year. They and they flew and they uh, the last time they made the final, they overachieved and went to the grand final. So everyone has those expectations. Yeah, and then. JT came back the next year. They were getting back um, big Jordan McLean, and everyone thought, geez, they'll go well. Then they went, everyone was shocked. Then last year, the barber thing stuffed him a lot, like he yeah. would have helped. And, and you forget Nemo McDonald. Mm, Nemo yeah. McDonald gets injured, then plays up while yeah. he's injured it's over Magnetic Maggie Island, Island just... and gets that. Huh? A guy yeah. like him, if he could get picked up on a, on a cheapish contract somewhere, he's a fair finisher. But he also have to prove that his ankle, like, isn't yeah. poon that he's not going to drive drunk and crash his high oh, car yeah. we've had again, you know? we've had some like pretty um you know healthy talks about do you sign people to 10-year contracts is it worth it do you get your money's worth all that and then i'm just thinking you know like it it must be such a weird thing for a coach being at a club and knowing you're not going to be there the longest like you already know that guy's going to be there 10 yeah. years fair chance he might last double how long you last so whatever club signs a player for 10 years that pressures you know it kind of changes the dynamic of the whole place because suddenly this guy's really the boss over here and he's not even a coach yeah they're committed to that more more than they've committed to you yeah and how long do they want to keep you around for and you see it when new coaches come in a bloke's got one foot out the door Mm. and then the new coach happened with Hasler with Marty Tapao Someone on Barrett's staff, they were shopping him around trying to unload him. Oh, then yeah. he gets the punt. Then old Barrett gets the um, so, and takes his lawn chairs and goes home, which is a great. I find bluff. it so fucking stupid when teams know that their coach is going to another club the year. You mm-hmm. know, it should be that like they should set aside that that like um, swapping season or that you know the poaching oh, yeah. season, like the trade window and, yeah, type thing. Yeah, because how do you keep that freaking culture? You know, so, the, I'll use this as an example like. When Hasler decided to quit at Manly after the grand final of 2011, he had one more year left. So they just sort of basically wrote it off and he went and he got released to go to the Bulldogs straight away. The thing is, if you stay around and, and you know you're going there next year and you got, hey, Bergs, you're coming off contract. I need a back rower over there. You're telling, so you're serving two masters. Mm. You're getting paid by Manly, but you're going, who was Greenberg at the time, oh, go, yeah. go and talk to Bergs. I've been having a word to him and he, he tells me how much he likes my coaching. See if we can get him for next year. You know what I mean? Things like that. You've Don't got, be wasting you're the salary many, cap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's good for those last four or five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so we just need to go like to play three quarters of the season until he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mate, th- I know I'm on your show. I've got a question for free today. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So like the draw, the pots are allocated for the World Cup, right? So they're going to announce the draw on... Thursday at Buckingham Palace with Prince Harry. Hmm. So pot, like the men's one's got four pots. They've got four teams each. So pot four Can is you say this Cook slowly? Islands. Can you speak slowly? Christian doesn't yeah. pay attention for long. I do. Cook Islands, Greece, Ireland, Italy. Could you imagine, like, what do you think? Like, if USA were there, if you were in that pool with that group, like, how would you go? Well, that uh, uh, it's a similar pool to what we had. You know, yeah, two thousand. That's a fuck. Yeah, that's a dream pool to fight. And that's and that's the way they should set it up. Like they've got, they're not the, all those teams. They're not really throwing anyone to the wolves, are they? Oh no. That so they are, they're only going to draw one from each pot. But so pot three is like the weaker pot, and they'll draw one out of each of them and put them in. But I'm just saying, imagine if that was a pool. Yeah. Like oh, if you put USA alongside yeah. Greece and Italy, like I mean, Italy's got some gun players, yeah. but. At least it's it's all competitive and yeah, yeah. that's right. Because remember Italy in that when you uh, you were over there with us, 
that Italy was the other team that was kind of turning heads with not yeah. expecting to do well. And um, yeah, but yeah, that that kind of that that sort of pool, I think. Once you get to the World Cup and we set up that strong side, mm. it, I, I think that yeah, it's, it's definitely achieved that it's it can beat some some of those teams for sure. And that'd be the disappointing part. Like, and no offense to Jamaica, I hope they do all right. But like, if they were to struggle and you knew that we were a bee's dick of beating them and we mm. wouldn't be in this position, which that's life. You got to take your opportunities, and the Jamaicans did. Yeah, and things like that. Like, well, Italy. If, if you look at the draw, they're actually seated in pot two. So. Jamaica's listed with the stronger team, so yeah. like one one top team is going to get Jamaica in their pool, like yeah. So and they're not, uh, and they don't have any Super League blokes. They don't have any NRL bloke. I'm not even sure about their like they are they well, mates from Leeds. Super League, yeah. They had they had old mate from Leeds who I think they cut from Leeds the fullback, yeah, and things like that. Like I'm telling you, if they get that ref that from that qualifier, they could win the World Cup. Yeah. You, you don't tackle hard. You got cramps. You stop the game cramps. We're yeah. going to get more refs like that. They're good. We get one of them for Mitchie. Yeah, I was so, saying other bergs like the the after playing the cookies. That was the most frustrating thing is to think back to the year before because obviously we we showed up for that game and we I think we did the best we could against the cook. Um, and yeah, then you, go, you just go, we shouldn't have fucking been there. We shouldn't have had to play. Then we should have just rolled Jamaica. Yeah, and that's where we fucked it. Um, and and then going yeah. And then to be able to go to another World Cup where if we if if like with the pots like that and getting into a pool that we kind of had it, it's the same kind of thing we could have rolled off that yeah but it's disappointing to see in the world rankings that Serbia are ahead of you and yeah. how often does Serbia play games so yeah explain for the the listeners at home so you've got seeded teams and they can't get drawn in the same pool so you got England as host. Australia, New Zealand, and then Tonga. Because so they, they, they can't meet each other they until the They did that one year where yeah. they had like uh, three teams qualified from one pool. So it was basically three seeded teams and PNG. You know, and I think it was 2008, mm. which was farcical. And then Ireland won two out of three games last at that last World Cup. Yeah. And they couldn't progress. Yet Samoa, in because of they were in a uh, draw with some other strong sides, they drew a game. And that got them through. Mm. I, I actually really like the way they've set it up because it's more like the football one now. And, you know, it's it's all chance about who comes out of what yeah. pot. It's not predetermined like it has been before. Mm. And now it's 16 instead of 14, so you don't have three in one pool. And yeah, you know, they, they had some sort of weird ways of orchestrating before, which I think for fans, they appreciate the more straightforward way. But if you look at it, say like Australia, it pot, if they then the next pot after them is Fiji... PNG, Samoa, or Lebanon. So if Australia got, like, say, Le- the difference between Fiji and Lebanon is quite substantial. I'd yeah, say. Yeah, it's yeah. a big difference. So if Australia got Lebanon out of there, then got Jamaica out of the next pot, and then gets Greece out of the third pot, like, that's that's a slaughter fest, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's unfortunate, but that is a better system than the last couple of World yeah. Cups. Like, that's far better. It'd be... And it is good to see Greece not there, and it's disappointing seeing you boys not there. And it's probably good to see Jamaica there because everyone likes that underdog status, where they want someone to cheer for. And we've got to be—we're all about growing the game. It's just an unfortunate, like you said, you didn't take your chances that time. Mm. And I reckon you could have had a better, like a, a decent squad for for the World Cup time, which is next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would have given you time to work on a few things and stuff like that. We're against the Cooks. They were stacked, and they should have won. And they, didn't, they only put you away in the last 10 minutes. 
Yeah. It's they we they we limped into Jamaica like they didn't they didn't take that seriously enough if you know we we tried you were to load sixteen up for nil before yeah. sixteen nil before you could blink you know what I mean and had to chase your answers yeah but no. anyway Brazil man mm. Brazil women <laughs> in that World Cup <laughs> All right. um uh, yeah I'm a bit time sensitive sorry boys so we might that's have okay um Bergs how's the um how's the book going and. Are you starting another one? Or? Yeah, I actually started you know, on the plane because like flying over to Brazil was like 19 hours, you know. Yeah. So I've actually started writing the first chapters of two other books. Like, So I've got them there, but really with my workload this year, I can't see me finishing. I wanted to actually have a book out for the 40 years um, anniversary of State of Origin, completely oh, nice. different yeah. away from what I was doing before. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a year or two now before I get to finish anything, which is a bit of a shame, but... Oh, life goes on. Is that the only writing you're doing now? Like, uh, like, no, I write for Rugby League News as well, which is uh, an English organisation which is set up by Tom Coates. He's sort of involved with the World Cup and stuff. Um, so, yeah, doing bits and pieces for them. And then I write for Coach's Companion, which is it's like a software and website. That, you know, we help people. Oh, yeah. With just, yeah. I guess it's, it's coaching philosophy, but stuff that can transpose over to everyday life and a lot of what we say in the coaching realm is, you know, it, it works in workplaces and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. Mm. Sweet. Any more questions that fit in before? Just um, got to bring up, i get shot if I don't bring it up. He yeah. Sent in last week on the live feed. Um, Joshy Spear was just, um, wanted us to have a quick yarn about the, um, the, what's that? Cup they play right is oh the Bineshire Cup. It's a local yeah, preseason comp with Sanford, Debra, uh, Pine, Pine Central, Central, Holy Spirit, Pine and Rivers. Pine Rivers, and it's pretty fiercely contested. They've always played it. There's a bit of prize money up for grabs. Whoever wins the final the previous year gets to host the final the next year, but it gets a big crowd in. Josh Spears described it to me as the state of origin of the North Side. And what, what he reckons it he reckons it's on. And what does he want us to talk about? Just no, want, no, he just want to give it a plug. plug I reckon. Like, yeah. Just talking about local footy. But who does he? Who does he? He'll be playing for Sanford, I assume. Oh, okay. Is he? Is he having a run? I think he's having a run. And I think yeah, Kedu the... might might be as well. I could be wrong there, but yeah. Um. Yeah. He just wanted me to give it a quick plug and. And the two Crichton brothers. Couldn't tell you. I've heard that one. Yeah. From Sanford. But we'll Lakes. get we'll oh, get Josh here to talk about it. Yeah, well, I told him. I told him. I said, if you want to plug something, just come yeah. on. Don't worry about fucking sending it in. Come <laughs> for a yarn. He's just. I think they're both a bit, a bit too scared to come on in the off season. Not enough to talk about. I think I like <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. I don't think everyone's got. To do it weekly, I was going to so. say I don't think everyone's got as like an expanded knowledge of the game like Birds and yeah. Timmy does. So these boys oh. might come in. and... Roddy, Roddy does me under the table. Like yeah. that's the funny thing. Like I don't really even follow an NRL team now. And and I, in Supercoach, amongst my mates, I was out of the finals last year. I, I think my my knowledge of rugby league is becoming way too specific. Like yeah. I can tell you about like most people that are playing in you know a continent over the other side of the world. But someone will say, oh, this guy's debuting for the Dragons this week, and I'll be like, never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I've been terrible opposite. the last couple of years. Like I just, I would, like I said, I watched the Bronx about mm. yeah, and no, I don't even. Mine's yeah. obviously I wouldn't know much about anything but the NRL. I sort of pretty big on Supercoach and that as well, so I sort of know everything in the NRL and blokes coming in and out of the NRL. But anything sort of outside that, like I know a bit about Q Cup, but I have no idea about like 
I buy a big league every week and I go through programs and look at blokes' names and like to stay a thing. And take photos of it inside your head and then stew over it for like 12 months. I do that. I reckon you could look at an issue of big league and go, I know an anecdote about this guy. (laughs) And just go through the whole list. I know where he was born. I I know how long he was at birth. I do that when they put them up on the... Uh, Facebook pages someone takes a picture of an old big league program like I remember him and I start thinking for a while I always look up SG Ball and flag stuff because Manly are always pretty handy at it Uh, bloke to watch Teddy Wilson David Wilson former Wallaby his son Teddy Wilson he's a state boxer too and who trains him uh, Jason Lussick, Darcy's dad so judging what Darcy did last time he fought Teddy's pretty (laughs) handy and he's like rep um, it's good that he's a leaguey and David Wilson's a Queenslander yeah. So I don't know how that'd make if Teddy was to play first grade. Hopefully there'd be another Queensland halfback coming through there at Manly. But yeah, he can play this kid. And Josh Schuster. His uh, uncle was John Schuster. He used to play in the NRL in the 90s and was an all-black. Josh Schuster, 5'8", he's a star. They were talking about him possibly playing round one. I wouldn't think so because he's coming out at 18. I think they'd have him playing 20s or New South Wales Cup at Blacktown first before throwing him straight in. Because yeah. he's, you know... Playmakers too, when you get in, it can break you. They always talk about with, um, who was it, uh, Jared Mullen when he played that one origin. I don't think he had a shocker, but at the time, New South Wales were in a panic mode, so mm-hmm. they got rid of you. They didn't keep you around for a few games and things like that. And Mullen never got a game again, and he... Well, and he it's was because he's too busy wheeling a deal and on right. the outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been down for it through that period of just picking blokes and giving one or yeah. one or two games, especially oh, halves. Panic. Fuck me, they went through some halves. They like, rinsed a handful of nine or ten of them. In like Kamali played period. Origin in his last year and he wasn't playing bad footy, but they were. He was he retired at the end of that year, and you thought I always thought wouldn't it have been better off giving another bloke a go yeah. to show him what. You know what's on offer. Maybe he wouldn't have thrown an intercept pass to Bowen either to set us up for um, <laughs> yeah, no, a good long run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was the only thing to cheer about in that series. They beat us thirty four ten or something yeah. in the last game at Suncorp, and Matt King scored three. Like that was real handy. Then that's the the run was on. If you look at it, when Queensland went on that eight game winning series, if. If Brett Hodgson hadn't thrown that shit pass and Lockyer picked up swoops, yeah. Who knows? They would have won four in a row, mm. this and that. That starts the trend that everything went on. But that's everything. just the legend of Lockyer, isn't it? Yeah. Need a big play and a big time by a mile, not even close. I've got to wrap this bitch up, man. Okay, Bergs, <laughs> thanks heaps for coming yeah, on. Right, cheers, boys. Uh, right, he's going to take us out. All right, everybody. <laughs> as I always say, bushfires, let's hope we're getting on top of them. Donate some money wherever you can. There's plenty of bushfire appeals. A lot of rugby clubs having a big uh, touch day next uh, Saturday. So if you're in the vicinity of Loder, come down, have a watch, spend some money. Everything they make is going It's going to the bushfire appeals. Uh, Bergs, thanks for coming on. You're an absolute superstar. I think you're overtaking me now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cabramatta Nines. Cabramatta Nines coming up uh, on February 1st. If you get on the Cabramatta Leagues Club Facebook page, it'll be live, all the games will be live stream. I've recently got a gig working with the Latin Heat, so I'm just, I'll send you that bank account uh, to put the money in yeah. or at least find me a shirt, so that'd be nice. <laughs> um, everyone. Pair of shorts. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Beastwear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Looking forward to it. I'll be, ch- yeah. I'll be checking the mail. The crotch isn't sewed in All right. Okay. Football's coming. Everyone, not long to go now. 
Remember, don't be a mercenary. Stay solid. Well, you'll hear from us all next week. Thanks for that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on the live on Facey Live.